Welcome to Love and Madness. This episode picks up after Janelle gets done discussing her evil stepmother. So we uh, switched topics and uh, started out talking about uh, personalities of cult leaders. And that ended up with Scott having a memory come to surface that he had not remembered before. So I hope you find it interesting, fascinating, and hopefully helpful in some crazy way. Thanks. to switch topics though because you know it's enough talking about dead people (laughs) okay um we're talking about your stepmother and we're talking about certain people in my family yeah um and uh whatever uh point is there's a common thread between those types of people yeah and say cult leaders oh that's true yeah Mm -hmm. it's like they tend to be manipulative people only out for themselves and I don't know. I mean, I have a thing about cults because my mom was a member of the Cult of the Month Club. <laughs> and, she, no, seriously, like, she'd get kicked out of cults because she was too crazy. And then she had to join a new one. That's impressive. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And she was, yeah. I mean, it's good Did she, like, try to take it over? Or? I think so. Like, when yeah. it was, like, a Christian uh, thing, they were like, we're going back to the real Bible that was written by the, you know, I don't know, the Munchkins or something. Like, you know, like Olympus. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Olympus wrote the original version of the Bible, and so we're going to do that. And, yeah. and so they start talking about Jesus and everything, and she'd be like, that's not Jesus. I know Jesus. <laughs> and you're no Jesus. And I'm like, the guy's like, but I am Jesus. I'm like, oh, so next cult. You know? Um, that was my mom. And so, so like, uh, I'm, I'm familiar with cults, and I'm kind of inoculated to religion, which is not necessarily a good thing. It's just that I cannot catch religion. I just can't. I can't believe it. I can't buy it. I can't feel it. I can't believe it. Like, it just doesn't come. It doesn't ring true to me. Mm-hmm. And this is something we've actually had to cut out of a podcast one time because I went off on a weird rant. We, we got especially partied uh, and, <laughs> and we were having a big old marathon of eight hours session with a friend of ours because mm-hmm. honestly, we were just having a great night and we we're just talking and mm-hmm. um, we're going to split that up probably. Well, we've already published the first I'm one. I'm joking. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We're going to split them up and we're going to put them in a little Kool-Aid packets so you just add water. Mm-hmm. That'd be terrible. That'd be great. So anyway, so I went off on a big old rant about that because my mom seriously was nuts. And her schizophrenia manifested in a way where everything was religious iconography, Catholic iconography, even though she was joining all these other cults to escape Catholicism and all mm-hmm. the terror that it brought to her. Yeah. She couldn't not believe in Jesus, but she, she um, had to not be Catholic because she had mm-hmm. nightmares about Catholic, Catholic shit. And she heard voices about, like, demons yeah. trying to talk to her and shit. Um, so, um, yeah, cults, right? Mm-hmm. I'm babbling about my mom again. See, we, we the thing is, you open a box and you start going. And this is why I was talking about with Janelle. I do the same damn thing. We all do. It's a matter of, like, I don't know. I feel like when the box is open, deal with it. I've dealt with this one enough, but there's still enough, like, undead life to it. Yeah. And it moves when yeah. I open it. Yeah. And I think maybe that's what you were dealing with, but you feel the emotion so deeply when you get in there. 
Well, I'm, I do, but at the same time, I'm just like, I'm fine now. Yeah, I can speak almost matter-of-fact about it, but it's still moving, you know? Yeah. Just, anyway, well, back, back to the call. I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, no, I mean, it's like in, in the moment to give the story justice, I do go back to those feelings. And, but at the same time, it's I'm like, better at I'm, coming up with like plausible I, new feelings for like a character no. than I am in remembering my own. It's weird. Yeah. Like I can access them by myself, but like in the moment of telling the story, there's no room for me to feel it. Yeah. It won't, you know? and, and I guess that's the difference between you and me is because that's how I tell a story. I, I know, tell, it's weird. I tell it's not the, weird. It's, it's, it's interesting. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I tell the story as like, I go back to the feelings that I was feeling at the moment. All my old memories are and like looking at a spotlit part of a stage in a black void. Yeah. I've actually seen that at times. Like for real, that exact real movie style image of how, yeah. how I remember something. It's like I'm in a void somewhere and the room is set. It's like a set piece. I see the part that I saw and I, but I see it as if like that's the full view, but there's a big blackness around it. Yeah. But I think it's because I'm a writer. I'm mentally ill and my subconscious is a writer too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Kind of write the story the way it's yeah. dramatic. So and, I have these weird things. And and, and and for me, it's like when I go back and and remember those things, I'm actually remembering... Third, I see third person, I guess. Yeah, and now it's like I, I'm back in the moment. And and it's, it's okay. I can only achieve that with like a fictional character now. Yeah. I can't do that for my past. Mm-hmm. Strange. And, but it doesn't, it doesn't bother me. It, it's just if I'm telling the story, I, I just, that's where I go. Hmm. And when I get done with the story, <coughs> I come back and I'm okay. okay, okay. It's well, just... for you, it might be safe to leave energy in it. But yeah. for me, any energy I ever leave in a bad memory, mm-hmm. it starts growing in the background once I reactivate it. And you don't have that. I'm not. This isn't me saying that you no. have a risk of this. Yeah. You do not. Yeah. You tell these stories, then you're okay. Yeah. In fact, when you're down and then you tell the stories, you often are doing better. Yeah, actually, like, that's true. It's like a way of catharsis. Yeah, it, it actually, it's like, I'm, it's For me, like I can't it, even water if I'm having well. a bad day and I tell one of these stories where I'm, I'm like feeling bad or I'm, I'm hurt or I'm upset or whatever, it's like I leave some of the bad feeling from today back in that story. Mm-hmm. I like put it back in there. For next time. And, oh, and, you just restock. And, and, you restock, don't you? And then I, when I can come back today, I'm better. That is brilliant. That's a mechanism. Yeah. Okay, because I always talk about like working on your internal stuff as a mechanism. And yeah. like I said, not everything in my memories are all alive like that. Mm-hmm. But there are a couple of things I haven't fully bled off yet. Mm-hmm. And so they'll move when I think about them. But what you're doing is almost like, because you know it's catharsis, you have a set of filing drawers almost. For your memories, don't you? Yeah, in a way. Okay, so you open up the drawer. There's uh-huh. space in the drawer. Yeah. So there's a memory right here, but uh-huh. there's space. Yeah. And so you take out what you need, you squeeze that out to tell the story, and then uh-huh. you squeeze the other part back in, and you're yeah. done. Yeah. Because you use it here and use it there. Yeah. And it's done. So you're actually, you have a factory for processing this pain, and that's why maybe you're healthier than me. Uh, I don't have a factory. I just I ne- kill the. I kill the memory. I, and then I, I can do nothing with it ever again. Yeah, well, it's like I don't kill the memory. I'm just like it gets huh. to a point where I, you know, it's this like is interesting. I, I appreciate those memories because it you'd does like help keep me. Them, you'd like to keep them available. Yeah. And so you just kind of give the energy from what you're dealing with. It's a similar story. This is why you tell these stories yeah. this way all the time. Yeah. Huh. That I, is brilliant. That's powerful because I can't do that. I, um, I never even. I'm I, fighting each memory by itself. I know. Honestly, until this moment, I never ever. Re- 
I never realized that's what was what I was doing. I think but most people have these doing. little mechanisms, but to them, they're second nature. Mm-hmm. And so they're hard to remember and describe. You're doing this thing that you're moving this around and staying healthy mm-hmm. by doing this. Yeah. And then... So I mean, cool. I like I love I love telling stories about my dad, and even my hard ones. It's a way to keep telling those stories about your dad. Yeah. Because for me, I lose the energy, and I just get facts. I'm like, yeah, my dad saved someone's life. He got a presidential medal, and the Jimmy Carter supposedly, you know, yeah, threw me a dog biscuit or something. Mm-hmm. It's like I don't remember. It's like facts, and obviously I wasn't there, but I remember being told the story and how much it mattered to me. Yeah. It's one of the good stories, you know. Yeah. My dad told me he's like, you know, he done some good stuff, and mm-hmm. then you know other bad stuff. So you. No one person's every every only one thing. Yeah. But cult leaders are all evil. <laughs> cult leaders. In today's world. Oh god. Um. No. So that we, there's this one person on YouTube, and I'm gonna name names. Her name is Teal Swan. Mm-hmm. I, I I I was studying Kabbalah stuff, and I was getting a lot of weird experiences and, and almost spirituality. Because like I said, even though I can't be religious, everyone needs spirituality, and I found it mm-hmm. for myself. Yeah. I'm not saying that I'm a, a I'm not a Madonna Kabbalah Kabbalah person like like I'm not a, this isn't that kind of Kabbalah that's that's a cult that was built by a Hollywood guy yeah I'm talking about like going back to the old 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 stuff and and, and understanding as much as you can understanding tra- translation so I, mm-hmm. I kind of have a spiritual aspect and I believe that the end of every spiritual ride you can think of ends with one realization that we're all connected essentially I won't get too far into that. It's by my book. But <laughs> but either way, um, I think we ultimately are all kind of realizing the same thing. We're all connected and that there's only one way we're connected. Some mind or consciousness or something. Whatever. Mm-hmm. If you're going to go spiritual. And for me, I don't need the formalized religion for that part. Yeah. And I do respect the figures of other religions. Yeah. I just don't know who they are as, as such. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Regardless, it doesn't matter. So I'm interested in both spirituality cults because my mom was in a cult because she 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 fucked me up on spirituality a lot mm-hmm. you know she did. I, I don't think it's intellectually honest to be an atheist yeah i but agree I with think, that i think it's i think it's completely intellectually dishonest to be an atheist and i'm not saying that as someone who particularly wants to be spiritual mm-hmm. like i wish on some level it wasn't there but yeah. it is and because it is you got to understand. Well, it, you know? I, I, in, in, in atheist, you're you're generally declaring that you have it all figured out, and that and you, you can't know prove a negative. You can't prove and a I'm negative. Like, I'm like, if you actually believe that, then you're and, not being honest with yourself. And I don't, I don't, believe, I don't buy any. Like for me, any form of spiritual dishonesty uh-huh. in the idea of spirituality is counter spiritual. Yeah. It's like all to me, spirituality is about accepting truth, good or bad. Yeah. Because I don't believe the spirit world is happy and go lucky or whatever. I think it's just a jungle on a different level, maybe more subtle, that you're not destroyed, but you could be in torment, mm-hmm. you know? Like, you know what I mean? It's like you're dealing with a different layer of reality. Yeah. And a whole bunch of them, you know? So, uh, what the hell was I even talking about? Again, I was talking about cult leaders. Uh-huh. But I was saying, um, okay, um, oh, 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 so I'll, 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 I'll watch any spiritual thing, especially something I've never seen before. Like, I just read about the um, Dewari um, religious texts, mm-hmm. which mirror a lot of the fall of Lucifer story. Oh, yeah. You but the thing is, that. they don't tell it as if you were a bad guy or even rebelled. But the thing is, you can easily see the other cultures in the area saying, well, guess what? Uh, your guys are our devil. Yeah. You know? Uh, so I was reading into that. I looked into the, 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 the foundation that, that people wrote down. 
because I don't believe that, I believe maybe divinely inspired all religious texts that people would write down, but so is a mushroom trip. Mm. If you wrote that down in, in the old English, maybe it would be really cool, you know? I don't, I think that spirituality is not something you should have a middleman for, in general. Yeah. So I don't respect people who set themselves up specifically to be religious leaders. I could see someone saying, well, here I am, say, Christian, I'm called to this faith, and I feel that people are misrepresenting Jesus. So I'm going to tell what I believe to be the truth about Jesus, and I'm going to do that with my whole heart and whole life. Yeah. And I'm going to survive, because you have to survive. Yeah. But I'm not going to start a mega church, and I'm not going to be on TV, I'm not going to have a... I mean, maybe a podcast to get people around. I don't know. So you can do a little bit in this yeah. day, day and age, but there's a certain type of religious right. uh, opportunist. Yes. Because everybody feels disconnected, but that, to me, is the nature of existence. Yeah. I feel that goes all the way back to the Creator. Hmm. And that's why you got to join my religion. <laughs> no. But I feel that ultimately being the only being in existence, which is mirrored in us, we feel alone. Mm-hmm. And yet, so God's there, but is, is are we there? Maybe we're you know maybe we're the dreams of God or something, and that God's lonely, you know. Mm -hmm. But whatever, I have a darker perspective on a few things, and I don't think it's all going to be happy all the time. I don't think it's all about healing. I don't think it's all about that. Sometimes it's about like learning that you don't go up against that thing. Yeah. You know, it's like if there's a forest fire and you don't have the tools to fight it, you don't run into it. You know. Yeah. Some parts of, of existence, I think, are forest fires. Yeah. They're oddly. Like people, even society, you know, whatever. Whatever. doesn't matter. Um, cult leaders. Mm -hmm. I, there's a couple feelings I have about them. Like I said, I don't, I, don't, I don't trust them. I don't think anyone should listen to them. People who want to be spiritual gurus and leaders. I think they tend to be full of shit. Never mind the fact that the experiences that I've seen and talked to people about who have had similar experiences mm -hmm. have truly gone that way. You don't want to... You don't necessarily want to start a movement about it because you're like, who really wants to know that? Right. Or like, who wants to think they know that? You right. Because um, yeah, the whole experience to me was like people <coughs> people rejecting it out of fear, like fear in people's eyes when you start talking about stuff. And not mm -hmm. because you were acting weird. Yeah. But because you were telling them something that they didn't want to hear. Yeah. And didn't want to think about. And Tammy once yelled at me. She's like, you don't want to go up there. It's a wasteland. I was like, oh, so a lot of people probably go up there and they're like, yeah, this is kind of desolate. Not a wasteland, but it's like, it's not the holy happy that we mm -hmm. expected, you know? Anyway, so these people are telling you it is a holy happy, but only through them. Yeah. You know? And so this kills one person, I don't, I, don't, I, I don't have enough research, but in the future, I want to do an episode on that. Okay. I want to do something, maybe even, I'll do a YouTube or something if you don't want to do this. I don't know. I want to do, do like an expose, because I've been watching some of her videos, and you see these little tactics. You can tell she's talking to her little congregation. While she's doing a YouTube video. Mm -hmm. And, like, she makes these statements that I, I showed Janelle a parallel. Um, I don't remember. Um, if we could, I don't know, want to me to try to cue it up. or um, I don't know. It's, you have to see the eyes, too. Yeah. There's a certain eye roll she does where she makes a statement that's exactly parallel to the one of the Scientology propaganda videos. Where the guy says, well, you could do all these bad things. You can, you could walk away and never look at Scientology again. Blah, blah, blah. And you can also go out and blow your brains out. Like... And she says something about, like, you can, um, she says something almost the same exact tone that was about, like, burning yourself on purpose. Yeah. Like, she, it was like this little post-hypnotic, like, ooh, fear. Here's some fear, you know? Yeah. And, and also a little bit of a sly, like, yeah, but you're, you'd be dumb if you did that. And yeah. the other video came out and said, you'd be dumb if you did these things. Yeah. 
So it's like this one tactic that these guys use as a wedge mm-hmm. to say like, you could do all these stupid things or possibly this other thing you think might be stupid. Yeah. You know? And then they're trying to break the people down. Like this video here is called Novocaine Spirituality. It's specifically about how spirituality is not always happy in life. And yet, her videos are always about how to make it happy in life. Mm-hmm. Right? If you look at all of we, we will. Yeah. I mean, she talks about like how eventually you'll be happy. However, all her people who left, her little culty thing, have always complained that she was just like taskmaster, master, having her clean stuff, pick up dry, dry clean. All these amazing, like she basically has a staff at her house of her, you know, free employees who want her spiritual nuggets. And uh, obviously I don't know enough, otherwise I don't want to drift into libel. You don't know. But that's as much as I know for a fact right now. Mm -hmm. But they use all these really weird manipulative tactics. That's what I mean by narcissists and cult leaders. Cult leaders can be sociopaths and narcissists. We're talking mostly about narcissists tonight. You know, there's common traits that they use when, when someone doesn't think of another person as valuable. Yeah. They use these tactics to control them, and they're usually based in fear. Yep. And then the only exit from fear might be wherever you want them to go. So you don't give them a positive. You give them a neutral that they can wedge themselves into as the only safe space, mm-hmm. and that happens to be right next to you. Mm. So that's all I have on that for now, I guess. Uh, if you you think we're – I mean, I can keep talking about it, uh, related subjects, but I find I – find, don't let anybody control you. Don't let anybody tell you how to think or feel. Yeah. And I want you to, you know, I want you to repeat that three times. <laughs> Don't nope. ever. No, here's we go. No. Nope. Don't tell people. No. Nope. <laughs> no. No, I know. I, it's easy to speak. It's when you speak, you, you got to speak with authority. I mean, I, want people, I wish people would think for themselves. Yep. Like, completely. Go and have the experiences that these guys claim to have had. Mm-hmm. Go and have them yourself and realize, maybe for you, they're good. Maybe they're great. But yeah. a lot of people end up a little more broken for a while until they heal. Yeah. It's like you got to break the shit before you can clear your head. Um, yeah, well, I mean, a part of it is is like a lot of people don't actually like to deal with their pain. They want the happy. They wish it would be happy. And 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 that at least partially is what she's keying into in this Novocaine spirituality. Yeah, she's thing. saying she's saying don't go to numbing spirituality. Just you have to suffer for your spirituality a little. True. True. Yeah. Especially people who realize that. Yeah. You can grab those people who are halfway there and, and say, well, she has apt ways to ease this up. And I'm yeah. going to her. She's dressed like yeah. uh, a businesswoman. She's doing a Catherine Janeway voice, which usually does an airy, fairy, echoey, you know, uh, spirit voice with yeah. like, chimes in the background. And now she's doing this, like, almost political statement mm. in this blue room with clocks and, and books in the back or whatever. Yeah. She wants but, to look smart and But, educated. I mean, that's the way they, it's like they, they tell you a half truth. Yeah. Or they tell you a whole truth and then they give you a half truth. I see. You know, I, and they and they they, they, they that's they, how they get it. That's how they get your hooks. They're hooking you. Yep. Is because they start out with a truth, and then they just enough enough of yeah. a truth and a little bit of doubt. Yeah. Because if they keep telling you truth with a little bit of doubt, you're going to keep putting those doubts into possible mostly truth. Mm-hmm. And then they're finally that whole thing they said was true. And yeah. finally, oh my God, I can't believe that yeah. we have to have multiple lives. Yeah. <laughs> You know? <laughs> Call back. Yeah, that was good. Ten points. How many points? Uh, uh, 102. 102? That's yes. a lot of points. Are we yes. doing Japanese scoring? I like have they no do idea. Magnified numbers on everything. On I, I, I just, that's what Game came design into my joke, head. guys. That's what came Not into really my head. Joke, so that. I said 102. Okay. But yeah. No, I, it, like, I am a, 
I could be charming. I was a good salesman. And honestly, some of the best sales I had, I felt that great about. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but I was like, I need to get something today, and mm-hmm. I happen to be a big one, you know? And I put everything into that, and I sold mm-hmm. a big one, mm-hmm. you know? But it was like, I wasn't lying, but I was also like, yeah, you know, uh, I bet you this is that, and I bet that's how this works, you know? And it would sound very convincing. Like, like this polymer is probably based on this, and it probably works this way. Yeah. It was just a hypothesis, but it made sense. Yeah. And who knows if it was true? And I feel bad about that. But so I'm saying that. When I'm in a be- uh, emotionally good place, which is pretty much every podcast night, by the way, pretty much. I mean, if you hear me talking at all like this, I'm usually in a good mood. And yeah. it's not every day. You know, I do my best. Yeah. But, uh, so I can be charismatic when I'm up. And it's not bipolar. It's more just like, I can stand up today. So I'm mm-hmm. going to be, a, you know. <sighs> anyway, I, I resent these people. But I also think there's like knowledge that people could share. And so it's like, you can't even write about anything spiritual nowadays, I think, at some level, without looking like you're trying to do something like that. Yeah. Which is why by 1995, three installments, I'll tell you exactly how to do this right. You want to be a cult leader, guys? My book is coming out January 13th, (laughs) How to Be a Cult Leader, 1995, three installments. No, uh, no, it's like... (laughs) That would be a funny book. Wouldn't it be? Yes. I think it could sell. Yes, I think. Want to so. write it? Yeah. Want to write it? Okay. How to be a cult leader? Yeah. And it could be a. You know what it could be? Just for ethics, I think it could be an expose Mm-mm-mm. on these fuckers and their tactics. How to be a cult leader? And then we do it all ironic. And look at that. We just marketed the book. Sorry. No. I'm gonna write this in before July, June 13th. Was it January? You said January 13th. Fuck. I didn't say what year. <laughs> That's I true. did not say what year. <laughs> yeah, it's like you're no. you're, you're you're like a, you know you're prophesying no. the end of the world, but we'll just move the date. <laughs> yeah, it's have sometime between uh, April and um and uh, March. Yeah. April and March. Between April and March, I'm not sure of the year. <laughs> Somewhere in the vicinity. April and March. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I see. I see. You know why? Why? I see daisies. You see daisies. I see daisies being trodden upon by the hell beasts mm. that ascend. Okay. From the places. <laughs> I'm losing it. I'm sorry. My, my spirit. My spirit contact is no longer. He's out. Of, he's out of Wi-Fi range or something. I think he's got 3G. He's okay. So no, I mean it's like people have weird experiences, but then someone goes and says, "Well, you know what? I've had a couple prophetic dreams." And they happen whenever they happen. But I'm going to go put a shingle up and claim that I'm a, a you know, clairvoyant. I, I think people have different capability to access this. However, I think everyone has the ultimate capability to do it. And they might have different abilities to move energy or, or whatever that. I think of it more like a treadmill for energy. Mm-hmm. Whatever that, that passing force is. Yeah. It's like energy can pass through this conduit. Yeah. And I have theories. I have opinions. But they're not necessarily the truth. Yeah. And I'm, I'm thinking I want to share some of them, not today, but I, I think that's kind of like, it's a, like, I've seen some weird stuff, and some of it's been corroborated Yeah. Like other people who've had other things they call other things, like, yeah. a lot of what I went through was, some people call it like a kundalini awakening, but then they also call it like a bunch of other stuff, you know, other people call it other things, mm-hmm. just in a, a moment where things clarify, and you realize you're crazy. <laughs> So, yeah. And that's why we call it love and madness. Folks. Yeah, no, but it's like, anyway, these cult leader types, 
Yeah. They take they take advantage of people who are grieving. Uh-huh. They take advantage advantage of people who are weak at the moment. Yeah. What? However, they're weak. They fight it. They they grab them. Well, I mean, I they're like like I, uh, you know, I was I, I was technically in a cult, I guess. Although it was kind of after the. I'd rather study this shit scientifically, like spiritual. I, I, well, I mean, I, it was after. It was after the leader had already fell, so it wasn't. It wasn't. I didn't find the experience to be cult-like, but, they, but, but they there were, were people who had had experiences that I believed because of some of so the things. So, did you I'd deal seen. with the leader, or was he already off camera? Like, oh, he was already away. off they camera. I never, away. I never met him. They I shuffled him away and kept it going. Second generation stuff. Yeah, it was kind of a second generation okay. thing. Okay, yeah. yeah, they do that. It's like a weird thing. They restructure yeah. second generation. They have to kind of like reestablish themselves as like a broader organization than they previously were. Yeah, and, and, and they're still around. I mean, it's, yeah. it's not like that. but There's um, a path for this stuff. And that's why I want to study this person, uh, Teal Swan, just because she's following the same course that I recognize in Elrond yeah. Hubbard and people like that. Yeah. She started off all airy-fairy. Now she's going to, like, smart people with money. Right. Like, she's trying to be, like, more mellow now and more, like, level-headed. Yeah. Uh, it's strange. And it's a, it's a, it's a course that and, she seems to be mimicking, yeah. which means she's doing this intentionally. And and, yeah. and, and the, I mean, you talk about your cult. Well, Sorry. no, well, I mean, it was it was it, it was a church, and it was back when uh, Keith and I were um, relatively <coughs> newly married, truthfully. And he was the one who went first and decided. Apparently, this is what he told me afterwards was that he felt like I needed to be saved, even though he was the one fucking around on me all the time. But I was the one who needed to be saved, so he, that's he, why he wanted us to go yeah. and it's like I grew up in church and actually I mean they had a great choir they had a lot of positive things that I actually really enjoyed but one of the things about it that I realized that attracted Keith was they had a very uh, oppressive role for women and <coughs> I the entire time I was there I felt like they were trying to put me in a box in a box that I didn't fit into and and I went along with it as much as I could, but there was a moment when one of the men in the church who was a good friend of ours apparently was a pedophile. Apparently half the church knew about it. I didn't know about it. And my son was best friends with this guy's daughter. This was my eldest. This was Daniel. He, I mean, he doesn't actually... No, he doesn't even remember this happening. This is how long ago this was. Although he does... He is aware that it did happen because I did tell him later. Um, and he uh, abused another kid in the church. That kid told his mom and that got slut involved and he named my son as one of the he he confessed to a lot of things and he he named my son as one of the kids he would take pictures of when he was sleeping and thank god my son was a heavy sleeper he's still in jail yeah he's never getting out he got he was in his mid-40s at the time and he got five uh consecutive 15-year sentences so, uh, yeah, he's not—he's never getting out. Yeah. And but at 
the same time that was that was when I stopped going to church because I had several people coming up to me saying, "Oh, we thought you knew." And I'm like, "So you thought I was such a good mom that I would like intentionally send my kid over to a pedophile's house to sleep overnight?" How many did he have kids? He had kids. Yeah, he had he had two daughters. Okay. He only had an interest in boys. Okay. As far as I So why was a boy sleeping over at girls' house? I'm not Well, they were little. Him. They were little. Okay. And and his daughter well, was one Did he did he brought it up all the time? Well, okay, his wife who did not know. Oh. His his wife his wife she she was awesome. He played her. To he get totally her, he to totally get her played to get her. Kids over. He totally played her I'm and she she was she was a sweetheart. She was like you'd go over to the house and they would have a spread of food and she was just she was an awesome she's an she is an awesome lady. Oh, and I'm like I have out. I do not blame her at all. I don't. Oh, and 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 I, I just got it. Yeah. And and but he would he would use her generosity to get to lure children, little boys, over to his house. To encourage her generosity. Yeah. And also, they had like a wonderland for the kids, right? In mm -hmm. front of them, all this food and all these things. And and um yeah and 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 Daniel and and this little girl, they were best friends, and they were when they were little, they were best friends. And so yeah, she would come over and sleep at our house. I mean, they were like four, you know. And he would go over and sleep over at their house. You know, it was just, it wasn't, it wasn't that big a deal. Oh, my God. And. I'm oh, sorry. No, it's okay. I just remember something. And, and, um, anyway, when this happened, I, I, you know, I got a call from the police officer. And I said, you know, and it was a Malone then. I was like, Miss Malone, are you sitting down? And I'm like, no. And he's like, well, I suggest you do so. And he told me what happened, that, you know, this man had confessed to taking pictures of my son when he was sleeping and my first reaction and this is the honest to god truth my first reaction is like is is his, is his wife okay and i called her up right afterwards and i'm like are you okay sometimes they're accomplices whether they admit it or not well I, the thing I, is I, I just remembered something. the thing the thing the thing that i know is that i had already dealt with a bunch of shit with my husband where he completely fooled me and True. so but on that level, I could completely to relate to where she was coming okay, from. Okay. And but I need to talk about something after this. Yeah, that's fine. But it's like I have no doubt, and and it's like as soon as he got arrested, she started the divorce proceedings because she did not know. Okay. She did not know, and I I will go. I just think that. Yeah. Well, I guess. Well, the, 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 the thing is, is that I was, I was like, I call it being snowed. It's so like, I was snowed like that with Keith. Didn't you know, though, sometimes and just went along with it anyway? Like, I thought you said, admitted that, like, or said that a few episodes ago. Well, I, you know, it was one like, of those there were things. times you were just waiting to see how it turned out. Well, no, that was, that was later after I knew what he'd already done. But back before I knew that he cheated on me and all that. You were young, though. Yes. How old was this one? Um... You were very young, and when you're young, you think that this is the person you're with forever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. they're the person. You have to make it work, and because you got married, it's important. Yeah. It's true. But you have a very different perspective before you've ever right. separated in a right. relationship. Let, let me put it this way. This man gave me the impression and gave her the impression, because we, we all knew he'd been in jail. 
But what he did was he said, because he was actually in jail for pedophilia. Oh, my God. No. Sorry, go ahead. I had the impression, and about half the church had the impression, he was in jail for drug issues. He lied to everybody. He lied. He he lied, and he he did the same okay. thing to her. I, after the session, she, she didn't know. She didn't know him when he was going through that. It was it was. I hope that someone's never been open before. Uh oh. Okay. Sorry. It's all right. I'm sorry. I can't. No, it's okay. But anyway, I do not fault her at all because I know I know her heart. I can see people's hearts. I know okay. her heart. Okay. She would never put my child in that. I'm gonna position. I'm gonna have to. Push that part aside because yeah. I can't deal with that part. Okay. I'm sorry. Uh, that's why I don't like. I don't love talking about certain things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess I was mostly way earlier than I thought too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's a guy named Chet. I don't okay. Think I told you about him. his wife used to give us all ice cream. Ah. But I remember being in that. They had the lights down and the shades down all the time. Mm-hmm. Second story apartment. The old lady, she was like a bag lady practically. She always had like freezer burned ice cream available. Yeah. She let us come up and eat it and like skip up, you know, scoop up the top and eat the whatever you can get. Mm-hmm. And I remember being in there because all the mother memories were always that like they were either together or it was just her bringing me up there. But she brought me up there to have. Uh. She knew. That's why I was so. Off. No, I. Yeah. I was. This was me at about eight. Yeah. What happened at eight? And then it happened again at like ten, eleven. Two different things. But uh, sorry, that was the one. Chet was the one. I remember my dad went into their apartment for three days. Three days. Mm-hmm. No supervision. I don't know what the hell was up with Mary, his girlfriend. She might have been away somehow, or. Or I just didn't go back. It was probably a few blocks away, and I just never left. But I was with him for the weekend, I think. Yeah. Three days, I went in that apartment, and I smelled this particular smell coming out from under the door. And I remember that was the day that I ate the pizza out of the trash, and, and I had cigarette ashes on it. Um, but I smelled this smell under the door, and it was a smell of burning mushrooms. Uh, like mushroom, uh, psychedelic mushrooms. Yeah. Sports, because I remember that years later when my friends and I tried to smoke some dust. Yeah. After doing a mushroom trip and we threw up some weed and all but very particular chemical fungal yeah. weird alien smell mm. and I smelled it years before my dad was like friends with the guy and he knew the guy they called him Chet his name's Chet you know Chester the molester mm. I don't think that was his real name they just called him Chet because he was a molester wow you know yeah now in in in, in sorry yeah no it's okay in in her case um we're not talking about cult leaders anymore, I guess. No, but yeah, in 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 her case, he would wait until she was dead asleep in the middle of the night, and he would get up and do stuff then. A cute kid. Yeah. Sorry. I was a cute kid. I was just like the kid from Charlie and Chocolate Factory. Oh, so. I had pussy crushes. That's why that kid, the guy won. Mm. I think. Are you okay? No, not yet. You want to pause it for a minute? Pause it for a minute. So earlier I was um, imploring Janelle to address something when the box is open, but she has a whole better system. It's cool. But in the middle of her talking about the, the pedophile story with her church, and I'm sorry, again, 
for coming in on that. But I just, I, I had been, I've been molested before and I knew about one, you know, cause that's part of how I healed. Yeah. Uh, but I remember now that part of me took the hit and that part of me is gone. And so the box is still there to open. Yeah. Like they have boxes. All the people that have ever been inside my head leave stuff in a way. I could find it. I can access the neural pathways if they were locking down or whatever, you know, mm -hmm. like the memories. Because that's the thing with association. Your people have personalities, opinions, and histories that you might not remember. They'll remember kissing somebody that you don't remember kissing, say, you know, at that right. time. Like, I don't remember that kiss. What are you talking about? You know, because they get to do the things that they're there for in a way or that they, you know, it just happens. Right. But there's a logic to it somehow. Like the people who, who take the physical abuse are the ones who end up being the tough guys, mm -hmm. you know, or vice, you know, whatever, tough girls or whatever. So anyway, this one guy, Manny, my first uh, part that I, I can think of, unless possibly the ace was before that, which was the guy who didn't want to fail and like would just be beating himself up until he succeeded. Mm -hmm. That was the ace. But Manny was the guy who would let people beat him up or, you know, whatever, and then just laugh it off. Um, he'd be the one who piss off the guy who's beating you up, you know. Let's fuck him, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I guess uh, I just the, the only memory I had of Chet, this guy, was that he looked like Popeye and he had he had stubbly all over white white hair, and uh, he smelled like old booze mm -hmm. and like maybe some aftershave from three days ago and sweat, you know. He was wearing like dirty clothes all the time. Mm -hmm. He's bum. His wife, like I said, was a bag lady. She'd go around picking shit up out of the trash. Hell, maybe that's how she got the ice cream, like taking out of the supermarket trash or something. Freezer burn, you know? Yeah. I don't know. It's always fucking freezer burn. Um, but she she was basically grooming kids for him. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's like the Wicked Witch with the, the fucking bake, bakery shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. the Hansel and Gretel kind of shit. Yeah. I don't know, whatever. I'm bringing up a lot of weird stuff, but the point is, that's what I'm going to be dealing with, and I'm not going to solve this on the air. I'm not thinking I'm doing that. But I thought it would be helpful maybe to express what I do when something like this happens. It's very rare lately. It's the first time I've ever uh, had this experience living here like this. Yeah. Where I picked up a memory and opened the box completely yeah. that I didn't remember having. But I do remember the whole thing. But I remember him sitting on the couch next to me. This is what I remember before tonight. I, used to, I remember how I didn't like him. And everybody knew he was a, a, a molester, you know, a kitty diddler, what they said. Mm. And uh, yet, kids would go up to his apartment all the damn time. Mm. And uh, I remember sitting on the couch one time when he wasn't supposed to be there because she would always bring us up for ice cream. And I think she did that like three, four, five times. Mm -hmm. And you'd expect him never to be there. And then the day that he was supposed to be there, he was there. Yeah. Because that's what happened. Uh, we were on the couch. I remember him getting too close to me. I, I remember I, I, I got off the couch and I started moving away. That's where my memory ended. But it doesn't end there. He grabbed me and all that. Uh, and that wasn't the only time. It kept going on. And uh, wanted to apologize, she said. She said he wanted to apologize. So I went up. Mm. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So anyway, the point is, you got to get it, get it out. And I'm not doing that 100% on the air. I, I know that. But uh, when it's open, you leave it open as long as you can take it and you try to believe it off, I think. You try to work it out and figure out how to make it okay as much as you can. And then you close it. You try not to close it too prematurely or it'll grow back. 
it'll turn to cancer, it'll turn to, it'll rot, yeah. it'll rot, and they'll make you rot. You know, you'll be a bad person more than you would have been. Like a, a aggression to be taken out on somebody you love, you know, in a moment of anger because you're just dealing with something you can't talk about anymore because you said you were done with it. Yeah. So you gotta let it out and you gotta leave it out as long as you can take it. As long as people around you can take it. But honestly, it's more important that you deal with it. But maybe yeah. deal with it alone if you can. Like that's what I try to do. It, it, or get to some mental health. That's the point. You've gotta keep it open and not shut it every damn time you deal with something you don't want to see. Because you do that and it, it'll grow. It becomes cancer. It becomes undead. It becomes whatever the fuck negative shit. It shouldn't do. Because honestly, right now I'm very mad. I don't even know what I want to do. And there's nothing to do with the guy's dead. Yeah. Like, as far as I know, he must be. He's old. Very old. It is. Well, it was... It was a fucked up time. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, I mean... That, that I... was the one where Mr. Edwards owned all the property, kept burning it down. Oh, yeah. And he killed the little that. girl in my neighborhood. Yeah. And crushed up. Yeah. She used to try to kiss me. Yeah, you told me that. She burned down when she was sleeping. He used to do that when people were asleep on purpose. Because it was a known secret, open secret. He was doing that for insurance and shit. And uh, it's, it's, it sounds ridiculous. It sounds crazy. It sounds like a fictional. It, it's a, my grandfather said it was a, the town they based the song, The Town Without Pity, on. It's mm. about an old textile town. Great jobs, great buildings, beautiful buildings. And then all of a sudden the money dried up and then everything else fell apart. Yeah. And it became a place where everyone's on welfare, everyone's going to jail, everyone's selling drugs. And so, yeah, of course, anyone who owned property in that area wouldn't want to. And this guy was a, whatever. I'm sure his son's still around, so I shouldn't say too much more about all that. But it just happened that Mr. Edwards' property, always in the newspaper, another Edwards' property burned in. It was ridiculous. So, anyway. I, no, I was, uh, I was just going to say, and I, I don't know if this will help you or not, but it's, it's, at least for me, when I have bad memories, it's more about acknowledging that's what's happened and, and how do I explain this? Because that is what happened. You know. Yeah, of course. I mean, I don't, I cannot do that because that's how you leave it alive. Yeah. You have to acknowledge it or it will never die. Yeah, and, and, and that's, but that, and then, you know, dealing with the emotions of what happened, but. You have to strangle it, but leave it, um, like, you have to keep it alive long enough to, to strangle it. Yeah. You close the box, you know what I mean? Yeah. You close the box on it, and it just lives in it. It gets the strength back. Right. You know? Yeah. At least for me, because of. Probably and, and that's what minor, I mean is like you, 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 know. you can't you can't close the box you, too early. Well, too early. I, I mean, like, you, sometimes you have to temporarily close it. Like, yeah, I got to get the kids to school, so I can't deal with this right yeah, now. Yeah, that's true. I'm that's gonna true. totally and pretend it's like, not going on. And and I was like, I've done that myself. But there's right. some days where you can't do that either. You yeah. know, like you can't even let yourself do that. If there's a way to get someone else to help pick up the kids that day. Yeah. That kind of thing. Like yeah. Some days you have to take what's given to you. Yeah. And and find a way to get better and heal. But but yeah, you you gotta you gotta when it comes to things like this, you gotta You're burning energy keeping this thing alive. Take care of yourself. So it's in your best interest to kill those painful memories in a way that's respectful to the pain. Yes. 
you say like, okay, yes. it's time for you to let go now. And, and, then, and that that's what I mean by acknowledging it. It's yeah. like cause when I when I talk yeah. about these martial metaphors, it's like my tough guy thing because I can't cry right now. No, you know, it's okay. It's like, it but, like, but honestly, it's really what it is: is acknowledging it and letting it let go. There's a part of you. Yeah. Everybody dissociates to some degree. Yeah. And there must be some level of that in any painful memory. Yeah. So you kind of just make a deal with it to let it exist as long as it needs to. Yeah. And it'll burn itself out of, of, of like it's. I've, I've said everything I had to say, and I, I want to keep doing this for the rest of my life. Yeah. It'll essentially, as awful as it sounds, it'll commit suicide in a way. Yeah. It's a really dark place. You let it do it. And you take care of it. And you, you know? Yes. Yeah. And yeah. I, I'm personifying because that's my na- the nature no, of my mental illness. No, no, no. I, I, I think that's a great way to put it. But it's it. got to say what it has to say before and, it's ready and that's to go. What, that's what I meant by acknowledging it. It's like you, you have to acknowledge that the this happened, the pain happened, this is how you were hurt. This is, you have to acknowledge that. You can't just pretend <coughs> it didn't happen. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It, it, it's like when these things come up, you denial have, will never get you anywhere. Yeah, it's a wall. You you hide yeah. behind and like you hide and, behind an invisible wall, but it's yeah. still there. And it, so I was I was really trying to say what yeah. you were saying in a different way. I'm sorry. Just no, no, I'm no, just, no. There's yeah, no. I'm, just, I'm babbling it out. That's what I do. Yeah, there's there's no need to apologize. It was just like for since we're recording this for the listeners. It's like one or other. <coughs> They're the same thing. Yeah. It, 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 we're saying the exact same thing, but Besides we're saying it coin. from different ways depending on. Right. For them. Like, you, yes. That, that's if you can see it from both perspectives, yeah. like alternate between the two ideas of you're fighting a monster in a way. I think I tend to think of like um, like things that we can't control about ourselves as living organisms that seek out their own survival. Mm-hmm. Because I was dissociative and I had those. You know, yeah. doesn't mean everybody has them. Right. To the same degree or even to a degree that's useful to talk about. Right. Other people are dealing with it more healthy and, and you know, give you the perspective of someone who doesn't have this bullshit, you know. And, 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 but the, we're saying the same thing. You have to leave it open. Yeah. Long enough to dry out if it's yeah. the tears of, of pain. Whatever. Open it. Let it process itself. Yeah. And it'll handle itself. Yeah. As long as you respect it. If you reject it, that's denial. Right. And denial will never work. Right. So even though I said you have to kill it, it's just me being a tough guy. Yeah. It's more like you got to deal with it and let it let it cry, I guess. Yeah. Or it, cry or scream or and punch just, punch it, a punching bag or whatever you need to do, you know. Yeah, and listen to music. Listen to music. That's like, a great way. Like when doves cry. Like. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> like when I need to cry, I watch I watch the the. the I, I listened to dolphins. Dubs crap. Anyway, because that was not a dub. This is why I make anyway. such, such ridiculous U-turn jokes because I can't always deal with it. That was dolphins cry. When dolphins cry, by and, Scott Cannon. Flipper cries. Yes. <laughs> but yeah. no, it's like I mean, there's some there's sometimes I get so frustrated and I need to cry, and it's like <coughs> there are certain episodes of certain TV shows that I will watch because I know they'll make me cry, and you I'll watch. You have that ability to to, to, because, to find a button and push it like that. Yeah. For me, I have to watch it as it's passing and jump on on board and get something yeah. going on it. Yeah. Well, that's where di- I we're can't different. just trigger it, you know. Yeah, but I mean, you know, some people. That, that's why you know some people will watch you know sad movies or. Or, yeah. you know, it, it's just... It's my wall my wall that keeps me standing at all is too... It's not a wall about denial. It's a wall of, like, maybe the only denial is that I'm as weak as I am. You know what I mean? I have a wall of denial of, of my own 
need to just lay down and cry all day. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but but I, I can't just open that up all the time with a movie, you know? Like, no, I don't know. even know how. I wouldn't even do it. I just be sitting well, there. I, I can't. I can't say that it opens it up, but it, it's well, like you have the ability to actually, if you're in, if you feel the flow, you could turn it on and find what, a spigot or whatever. Well, it, it's more like I get this build up. I get this build up in the back of my head, and yes. where I like, I feel like I know I need to cry. This is what I'm saying, though. And that's mm -hmm. like, I, it's like sometimes it's, it takes something like that to just turn the spigot on. For me, but it's there. Part already. of my part of my denial wall. Uh -huh. is denial that I need to cry. Oh, okay. You see what I'm saying? I can't yeah. see that I need to cry. Yeah. And I don't, you know, most of the time. It's yeah. like, sometimes in the middle of the night, I'm not crying, but I'm just like, oh, I can't live anymore from that. Yeah. You know, it's not that I want to do anything. I just I can't exist. But see, I, I even, find... Even after I was happy, though. Even now, I yeah. can admit. Yeah. There's sometimes in the middle of the night where I'm just like, why do I still exist? Aww. You know? And I love coming to bed with you, but when I'm in here by myself, yeah. it's different. No, it's I different. get that. It's like you lose perspective a bit. Yeah, well, and, and for me, it's like it's like yeah, crying sucks, but it's like for me, the I just, catharsis it, afterwards. For me, there's no catharsis all the time. Yeah. You know, it's like yeah. I almost had to get too bored to be in pain. Yeah, it was like I was crying all the time, and I was like, "There's no catharsis coming. Mm -hmm. I'm done." You know, I don't get. I don't really get that catharsis yeah. thing per se. Sometimes I get relief when I realize, say, like, oh, more like more like low stakes stuff, like, oh, I thought someone was so hated me, but they didn't. Yeah. You know, and then, but it's never about the big stuff. I don't really get that. I just get it to fade away, uh, not completely, not dissociated, I guess, mm -hmm. but it doesn't have the integrity to hold itself together as an emotional thing anymore. Yeah. But it's not catharsis. There's no relief from that. It's just a less of a drain. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. Why? I don't know. I'm a miserable person. And I uh, do my best. That's why it pisses me off when other people don't do their best. Yeah. That's why I get particularly angry with certain people who I know who, if they would just cry it out until they were bored they'd be okay. Yeah. But they won't do that. They just close the box. And then they keep getting worse and it comes back every freaking time it has a chance to. Yeah. Because they got all these living animals inside their head in a way. Yeah. Sorry. That's all I got. No. I, I don't know. I, I'm that. I'm not saying I'm cutting this off. I'm just, I can't go into that one right now. Because that'll make me really angry. Okay. For some reason. Like, not even a fully understood reason. I just sense it around the corner, some real anger. Yeah. And it doesn't mean you don't get to it eventually. But you don't do it when there are people around and you get hurt emotionally or or even just where you hurt yourself by feeding with another person on it. You know? Mm -hmm. We both went into it. You know? It's just yeah. going to be healthy. So you, you have to learn. It's like nothing's ever, to me... Like a hundred percent, you always do this thing. Always do this. Always do. Except if you can, open the box, keep it open. But if you can't, make sure you don't. You know what I mean? Until you're ready, but plan to yeah. open it later. Well, yeah, and and um, that that that's you might actually. Say, I'm gonna have to think about this for a whole weekend because I have a weekend off. 
Yeah, and, and honestly, I that's kind of right. how I've handled a lot of my grief. Is I've, I've, I've you're more disciplined than me. Well, not maybe. You are. It's okay. not. A, it's not. A, it's not a, a yeah. value statement. I think. Yeah. I think though that discipline is something we both. We our partnership needs discipline. You have it. I'll borrow it. <laughs> okay. I'll try not to ruin your credit rating. Okay. No, just kidding. But, but you know what I mean. Like yeah. we, we we give each other things. Yeah, well, uh, and, and it's, it, it's like, you know, with, with God, with, I mean, with my dad dying, with <coughs> my mom dying, with Ken dying, it was like I was the one who went into go mode and got shit done. That's I did that what at I, the time. That's part of what dissociation allowed me to do. That's what, that's what I did. But I knew that with all of them, I would have to come to a point where I would need to sit down and cry. And probably more and than And because once. you were healthy, you didn't just put, fold it back into a box and leave it in the closet. No. Until it came out on its own. No, it's more like I put it on a back burner. Right. It was still there. You And you I'm have, like, I acknowledged it was there, but I was like, hold off a second. I got to get this shit taken so care of. Your, your mind but, has an open floor plan. <laughs> yes. A beautiful open floor plan, and you can just lay something down near the windowsill and be like, yeah. that's over there. I'm going to get that later. Yeah. Me, I'm like, there's a maze of mirrors that are all shattered. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's no. a great way to put it. Yeah, it, it, uh, I don't have an open floor plan per se. Sometimes yeah. I I have big stretches that are cool. I think my my Getting dad better. my dad was the longest delay. I mean, with so much going on and with you know fighting over the will and whatnot, it, it was like my dad died in March. It wasn't till New Year's Day when I. It, I mean, so it took quite a while. Quite a while. Like two, three fourths of a year, almost. Yeah, and and I finally I had a day. Where I had no responsibilities and I had nothing else to do, and I just bawled all day long. And I needed to, but it took it took that long to get there. Uh, with my mom, it was well the bawling happened immediately, and then I had shit to deal with, and then there was like, but I kind of got the the initial heartbreak over almost immediately with her. And um, with Ken, it was, Ken was more waves, you know. And and the first couple months after he died, it was like, I was more angry than anything else. You know, and, and uh, that was that was the emotion that really came to the forefront with him. I think was, the four stages of grief. so angry. The four stages of grief aren't necessarily like leveling up. You can go back and forth. Oh, yeah, time. yeah, no, you cycle through them. There's, it's just very pithy to say, like, oh, there's four stages. Once you get to this, you're fine. Sometimes I've gotten to acceptance on things, and mm. then it comes back. Oh, yeah. It's like, it oh, doesn't yeah. just immediately I've, I've, solve it. You're not, you I've didn't cycled, win the game. I, I, I've cycled through, especially with Ken, I cycle through it. The only, I did skip denial. I totally skipped denial. Because I saw him die, and I just, I just, like, there was no denying, and I fucking saw him die. I couldn't go to denial with him. Everybody else around me was going to denial. And I'm like, he's how did, dead. How did they go to denial? Well, because they didn't see it. No, but like, what what, what did that, what form did that take in your interactions? Oh, well, like with his mom, it's like, I can't believe it. I, I was like, I, you know, it was just, it was the normal. You could tell the emotion wasn't yeah. fully connected to yeah. the idea that Yeah, yeah. And that was part of the reason. I mean, we had Ken cremated. That was part of the reason why I had a viewing of the body for the close family before we got him cremated because his mom in particular needed to 
face it. And my kids needed to face it. And and because it was, it was denial. I mean, Ken spent a lot of time traveling. So it kind of felt like, at least for the rest of the house, that he was just off on, we're on a work trip, right? right. You know, and it was just, they needed to see it. They needed to feel it. They needed, and so that was part of the reason I did it. Yeah. And it was like, for me, I didn't need that at all. I could have, I would have been fine. You know, I knew he wasn't there. I saw him die, but for everybody else. And so it was to struggle for me because I had skipped that step. And everybody else was still back at step one. And those first couple of weeks, I was uh, it was hard because I kept wanting to argue with people. Right. You know, and I'm like, that, that was, I wasn't being fair to them. I understand. And I knew that, so I didn't argue with them. But it, it was like, it was really hard for me just not arguing with them because I saw it, you know. And and so I mean I, I was like I get that but but the anger thing oh God I mean I I cycle through that many times yeah went through that whole process I was you know because it would be a little thing that would set me off it's like you didn't sign up for the life insurance with your company why the fuck didn't you do that thanks Ken you know um, <laughs> you know it's yeah. like you couldn't have died in an accident instead I got a whole lot more can I'm trying to deal with the bills you know <laughs> yeah. it was just you know stuff like that it was like uh, it's like why didn't you go to the doctor <laughs> you know <laughs> it's like there were all these little things that I would get pissed off over and yeah. I'd be like yelling at the ceiling <laughs> or whatever it's just you know it, but you know it is grief is hard and honestly uh, you know the trauma you've been through is not grief in terms of death, but at the same time, it is grief. And it's, it's a, grief it, to me of a future I could have. Yeah. It, I could have had a different life. And yeah. I, I would never have met you yeah. uh, in that sense. Maybe I would have eventually, you know. Mm -hmm. But, so yeah, it's great that it went that way so we'd meet. Yeah. But then, on the other hand, like, what if I could have been, right. I could have gone to college on a scholarship because they wanted to put me in a gifted school. Mm -hmm. Not just a program, a school. Yeah. My dad, uh, my dad's girlfriend said no. I get a big head because her and her sister were always feeling on me. Yeah. With me being smart. Yeah. It's like I would have cared about homework because mm -hmm. I, I did all my homework until I went to Martha's Vineyard and they stopped like basing whether I ate on my homework. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It was like I could just get two sandwiches out of the fridge. I don't have to do homework. You know? Yeah. It's like, who gives a shit? No one's yeah. like, I don't have to be the favorite anymore. Yeah. You know, to get any attention, you know? It's like, my dad was proud of me and my mom, mom Mary hated that because she had two kids and her kids were do no wrong even though one of them lost to Chris. So, mm -hmm. whatever. It's uh, messed up, but, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, it, they were the same age, but the kid had been through something and he had some information that the other, that Chris yeah. didn't have at that time. So, it was still... Uh, an aggressive situation mm. where he made my brother take his clothes off and stuff. Oh. Like, I don't think they didn't even direct. Yeah. But, uh, anyway, whatever. But, yeah, I but mean, I, it's like, to me, that's, that's like a... It was like, touch it, each other. It's like a death of innocence. And I think that's... Yeah. It, like, it, I didn't it's get a, a chance. Of death. I never believed... Like, I was too smart, I think, to believe in Santa when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. I, was, I was just, like, skeptical. Like, no way. Like, it's a faster than light speed or something. Yeah. No, not really, but yeah. I was like, I was like four and like, that doesn't make sense at all. You don't even have a chimney. How do I get presents? Yeah. 
<laughs> about that, you know? Um, and so I didn't believe in pretty much anything. Honestly, even before, I was religious, though, somehow with my mom. But I was, like, I was quick to break it as soon as I realized she was lying to me about so much. Mm-hmm. And she was wrong. She was claiming she was yeah. like, one way and she wasn't. You know, it's yeah. like, this person doesn't know what she's talking about. Yeah. I was willing to do that. But maybe only because I was associated already, yeah. you know? I could say, well, you know what? There's no consequence to me believing this. Mm-hmm. But he'll deal with it. This guy will deal with the pain. And the, yeah. the fact that I just said that. You know, he's, yeah. you know, or he said it. And I think I said it, but he said You know, it's like, there's a lot of that going on. A lot of like, oh, duck. I just said something. Smack. Yeah, I ducked. Don't worry. Yeah. You know, it's like, <laughs> so I don't know that, I don't know how this is going to turn out with me dealing with this, because honestly, it's not much worse than anything else I ever went through, but it's a new one. Yeah. It's a new one that's completed, uh-huh. and it maybe fills in some blanks about what happened to me in other parts of my life. Right. Like where Manny was. Right. When the second, like he, he I, I went out. But, like, where did he go when I didn't see him at school? Like, he wasn't in my head. He wasn't with me. But he was with me before that. Yeah. Like, he was my best friend. I had a, a friend that would talk to me about that. Yeah. So, uh, I, you know, maybe I'll put some pieces together for you. Think of that. I got to find a plan. I time to do that. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Wait. Well, we'll see. I'm here for you. I, mean, I have I have errands to do tomorrow. One one errand and then the dinner is ready. So I can probably deal with it somewhat tomorrow. As yeah. long as I'm not, as long as I'm careful to keep it mm-hmm. closable, I can mm-hmm. probably start dealing with it tomorrow. But for not being able to drop in the house, like I say, and okay. it's not, you know. Yeah. But if there is, I don't know what's gonna happen for the moment. You know, I'm not. I'm not just so you know. I'm not a violent person. I'm, this isn't a talk about violence. Yeah. It's just more like, will I be able to handle any additional? Stress, fear, yeah. trauma, like someone else's trauma being expressed. You know what I mean? I don't know if I can deal with that healthy. So, we'll see. I'll do my best, and I'll try to keep it low-key, and if I have to go outside and take a walk, I'll do that. It's a good Whether, plan. Yeah. I don't know. And I'm not, I don't know. I don't know what to do right now. That's okay. I just wanted to get it out and, and mention that, like, it's probably rare that someone would express when one of their boxes opened, right? On, mm-hmm. you know, a show. So I'm hoping that maybe it's going to give some use to somebody, especially once we have a, an update of how it got handled. Yeah. So we'll have this at least. Because we'll, I really think that as healthy as I am, it might be healthy, helpful to be able to share those tools with people Yeah. who think anything like me. And then if you have a way of expressing what you understand, of, 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 of similar trauma between us we'd have a trajectory that we could be expressing to others and they could figure out a path yeah. for themselves yeah you know because you have a very different way and I have a very different way but we both did some work yes. you know what I mean we did the work we do the work mm-hmm. you actually have a a healing machine that I didn't even know about it's pretty cool I, I, I didn't even realize that because that I, is I, what I was doing but it, I mean and I think that's why like a, a TV show or a movie can work for me because it's like I'm taking that feeling and I'm putting it into whatever emotion I'm feeling watching it and it, 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 it puts it there instead of 
and allows me to heal. I write. Does that make sense? I, I, well, for me, yeah, I guess. For me, the writing or the drawing. Especially mm-hmm. when I draw the really dark, like, monsters and mm-hmm. stuff. And it's, just, it's just a way to get that out. Um, yeah. For sure. But when it comes to the memory, I wouldn't have ever thought. And honestly, you see, if my energy, if, if its memories all had energy, I don't know if it would be good for me. Right. Even if I was just using them as that storage mm-hmm. thing, I figured out how to do what you do. So I can't do that, I don't think. What I can do is continue doing what I'm doing and continue to try to be creative. I have a feeling that this is going to spark some really interesting writing from you. Yeah. I just have a feeling. Part of it's time to, it kind of annoys me that I do have plenty of ideas. Yeah. And a lot of it's like, which one is best to do right now? So, but there's that, yeah. yeah. I have an idea too. No, I... A couple I, ideas, actually. It, it's, it, it, I, I, it, it's kind of... Well, it's not exactly related, but um, I have a, a friend of mine who went through a very hard time and ended up having to go to jail for a while for DUI, Yeah. and he was freaked out, because he's a very gentle man, and he was freaked out about having to go to jail, and he's probably, he, he's actually, he was a part of the, the Catholic abuse thing. He got a big settlement with that, because he was abused by a priest when he was a child, and and had the, but so and he ended up going into social work and you know and he's got a big soft heart and but he had had some emotional issues got a, several DUIs and, and ended up going to jail and he was freaking out over having to spend time in jail and I, I was I was like he called me up and it was like the night before he was going in and <coughs> I'm like I'm like I don't know what to tell you man I was like. Why don't you just take every day and say, this is going to make a great chapter in my memoir. And he's like, he kind of laughed and he's like, you know, that's the best advice I've gotten the entire time. And I'm like, (laughs) you know. One one, one thing I I do say is if it happened to me, it's mine. And I don't care if someone else was involved, they don't want me to talk about it. Right. Because honestly, if there was like a second person who got hurt, I won't name them. Right. But I will talk about what happened to me. Yeah. And even if the context clues indicate exactly what it was or whatever. Yeah, and I'm the same way. It's like, and, and you know, um, this is one of those situations where I have a memory of being with someone else. I wasn't yeah. there anyway. Yeah. Occasionally come up with all the ice cream, but yeah. I don't remember anything happening at those events mm-hmm. with other kids, but I know they were always going out to get ice cream. We all knew. When ice cream, go up there. Obviously, we always want ice cream. But, uh, yeah. No one really read Hustle and Grow. <laughs> to us, the proper way. Yeah. I love you. Love you too. We'll get through this. Yeah, I know. Nothing else to do. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sometimes that's all that gets me going, moving. It's like, okay, so there's only one alternative. It's not happening. So, yeah. what else do we do today? Yeah. You know? And sometimes I do. This isn't about our situation in our yeah. life now, but every times I've regretted that there's nothing else you could do. Yeah. But like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, it'd be very easy not to exist. Yeah. But then again, I'm like, what if you do it just anyway? You gotta deal with it then. Yeah. Except now you can't, like, have pizza. <laughs> or, like, a cigarette or whatever. Oh, I mean, I like, I, I've, I've had those moments of depression where I didn't want to get out of bed, I didn't want to, if I could have just faded away into nothing, I would have gladly done that. Yeah. So, I understand that. I do. 
So here's here's how this stuff messes me up. Yeah. So I made a joke about pizza. Randomly mentioned pizza. Mm -hmm. Which of course, being in the vicinity of the concept of this stuff, I immediately thought of Pizzagate as I was also thinking of a sexual innuendo which was unrelated to the Pizzagate comment. No, I couldn't make the joke about the pizza gate, like pizza or sex. You know, because it's like, okay, you know, it's, it's like some things get tainted in your mind. Yeah. They're connected ideas, so if something happened at Christmas, Christmas is fucked up for you. Yeah. And that's not cool. That's yeah. why I think it's better to shave down the emotion, mm -hmm. and and then it won't be connected and, and powering all those other things. Right. And powered by those other things. It can't run off of Christmas music. Right. You can't run off of good stuff. Right. So, I don't know. I'd be okay with wrapping that up. Yeah. Unless you have a comment. Do you want to say something? No, I think we're done for now. Okay. All right, well, public service and possibly some ratings. No, I'm just fucking around. I don't know. We'll see. It's all right. Yep. Love you. <laughs> I love you too. I was talking to the audience. Oh. No, I'm just kidding. Uh. I love you. <laughs> oh, God. Let's go to bed. I'm not ready. Just pause it. <laughs> That's it for this episode of Love and Madness. Our next episode, we're actually going to, uh, Scott is going to give a follow up of how he's feeling what was going on in his head, um, how he had a uh, part resurface a little bit um, in regards to the memory that he didn't know he had. So that should be really interesting. I hope you guys will continue to listen. Uh, drop us a line, uh, loveandmadnesspodcast at gmail.com or find us on Facebook, Love and Madness Podcast. Um, on Facebook, we also are starting to load extra content, silly commentaries, um, silly videos, that kind of thing. We would love to hear from you. Thank you so much for listening and have a great week.